You have to be willing to be a knucklehead and be willing to look stupid and willing to be afraid and insecure and walk through that. And most people aren't. And so it's not the smartest person in the room. It's the one who's willing to get through it and find the answer. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. So I'm excited to share a story with you. One, because, well, let's just have a conversation real quick. We, we, we have somebody who professionally is something called a content creator. If you were going to classify this particular profession, and, and I want to give her a little bit of an intro, Heather almost needs no introduction if you're on LinkedIn over the last six months. But what I like about Ms. Heather here is she's leaned full into this content creation as a profession. If you were going to rewind back the clock, 10 years, maybe 15 years, somebody who would have said content creation would have been a movie producer. They would have been a, a radio host. They would have been somebody who is kind of fits in the norm of the established infrastructure that this media production business has provided. But what she's decided to do is carve out her own little niche. She's living what I call the American dream. Now that doesn't come without resistance. Keep in mind, this is knucklehead podcast. This is not everything worked out perfectly the first time podcast. So if that's what you're expecting, go ahead and press stop on your little podcast player there and go find one of those experts to talk about it because here we get messy. Here we share the mistakes. Here we lean into the fact that not one of us have it all figured out. But I say all that to say, Welcome, Mrs. Heather Parody, to the show. How are you? It is an honor. And I want to say that your show is refreshing because I talk to a lot of show hosts, a lot of content creators, and I'm getting just so sick of just all the polished bull crap of like, oh, everything's perfect and I'm awesome. And you're bringing the real stuff. Like the truth is it's a whole bunch of trips and failures and oh my God, what the hell am I doing on the path and the way of leveling up? And it doesn't stop. So this is real, a real show. And I just, I love what you're creating. Well, you know what I love about that compliment? I appreciate that. We, we receive that. However, this show is about you, Miss Heather. This is about the gumption that it takes in 2019 to take a selfie with the book upside down. My goodness Gosh. gracious, you got some gumption there to be able to do something like that. Everything comes through a filter in 2019. What, how dare you? Living you know, on the edge, man. I tell you what, I tell you what, that's what I love about your story. And, that, and that's what I love about this time today. What I want to center around is how did you arrive at the opportunity to create your own show? What did you do beforehand and what forced you to the great country of, of Georgia that you live in there to, to, to be where you're at today? Well, you're going to love this answer. A big, flat failure. Screwing up and uh, really falling into it. I was I spent years and thousands of thousands of dollars on this freaking degree of counseling psychology, which... Um, I knew deep down in my core that wasn't what I wanted to do. In fact, I remember being in graduate school and somebody walked up to me and they said, Heather, what are you doing here? Go out and build your thing. Because that's what I was doing on this side. I was in school and I was putting out content. I was on Periscope in the parking lot late for class. And I just loved connecting with people through this incredible opportunity of content creation. Uh, consuming content changed my life. It opened my mind to things that hadn't been open to prior. Um, my background is a little uh, less privileged. And the idea that you can create a life for yourself and that you can build something great and that you can impact people all over the world if you're consistent and just put a little heart 
important to it. It was just a beautiful thing. And so I stuck with this thing that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. Everyone saw it but me. And it wasn't until um, I was sitting in a job interview, got the job and cried, started bawling as a response to, oh my God, I got the job. They said I got it. My husband said, what is wrong with you, Heather? Most people are so happy when they get the job offer and you're sitting here crying. And I knew it was because there was something in my soul that I really wanted to do this work, but I hesitated. I resisted so much because it might be celebrated amongst our kind of people, you know, content creators, entrepreneurs, like, oh yeah, girl, go for it, do it. But the rest of the world is like, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're in your early thirties, you have these opportunities in front of you. I was a good therapist. I really was. There's so many things. I mean, it's not like a bad thing, what I was giving up. And that's what's so hard. It's not saying no to something bad. It's saying no to something that's good so that you can say yes to something that's great. But it's also scary as hell. So that's kind of short version led me here. Well, I got to, I got to jump in one for, you touched on three things that I wanted to dive into just a little bit more. And if it's okay with you, let's, let's, let's rewind back the clock to your end school and you're, you're starting to consume content. Essentially really what that means just for context for folks is you're engaging in the kind of informational channels that are starting to kind of prop up around you, whether that be social media, uh, sometimes it's movies or it's it's a radio show that you can't seem to get away from, something along those lines. The context has changed a little bit over the years, but let's let's go back to what was it about, was it a people-pleasing thing? A hundred percent. Insecurity, insecurity, because a short version, I grew up without an education. My education stopped around seventh grade. I didn't finish high school. I didn't have one. And so I was incredibly insecure. And also we grew up poor. So I was uneducated, came from zero dollars. And so very insecure about my worth and all that. And the only thing that I could think of to get me out of the position that I was in was to go to school and to uh, create a career. So at the age of like 23 years old, it was my first day of school, sat in the back, scared out of my mind because I just knew I was going to fail. And so I had to really prove to myself and I'm grateful for it because it it did prove to me that I was intelligent and that I could do these things, but it was rooted in this deep insecurity of, I need to prove my worth and my value all the way, all the way through graduate school where, you know, oh, associate's degree, that's great, Heather, but what you really need is a bachelor's degree if you're going to be worth anything. Oh, but Heather, a bachelor's degree, you're not really going to be worth anything until you get that master's degree. And guess what they told me? And getting your master's degree. Girl, you need to get your doctorate. Thank God I didn't go do that. Napoleon Hill, he talks about drifting. I don't know if you follow his work, sure. but yeah. this idea that we go through life and we're really just kind of being pulled in this stream and we never stop and question, what is this path that I'm on? Is this what uh, my calling is? Is this what I feel led to do? Is this the true you know, essence of who I am? But we get pushed down this stream because that's what other people are have planned for us. And yeah, sometimes uh, it's our stream of insecurity. And that's exactly what it was for me. Exactly. So the people pleasing component of your behavior, mm-hmm. right? The, of your decisions, uh, what most people go through is, sure. in their life. And I say what most people go through is they develop relationships and they start on the surface, but and then as they deepen or as time passes and they're able to cultivate this confidence in their decision-making, what ends up happening is when it doesn't line up with what your core value is, it seems like you're the intrinsic worth or, or what's inside of you, something's off. And when you first recognized that something was off, yet you have all of these relationships around you that are kind of supporting this, 
this acceptable path. Sure. Talk about how hard it was to go the other way, to observe. Very hard. Have you ever asked yourself why you haven't started a podcast? Well, I already know the reason. So do you. You don't feel like you're tech savvy. You don't feel like you got your message wired tight. And quite frankly, it's just, it's all this mystification going on. Quite frankly, uh, our process helps to demystify that. We're push button for podcasts. We're knucklehead. Why knucklehead? Well, we lead with the fact that you don't know what you're doing. We do. We've been there. We've actually been in your shoes. We take your spoken voice. We literally give a human voice to your website. You want to bring dead leads to life? Well, then you need to talk to Knucklehead. Essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to take you through our process and we're going to help take your human voice and increase the process for you going from dead leads to life. How do I, how do, I do that? Well, you essentially just take your human voice, put it in a directory and let people consume more of you. Give your audience the ability to Netflix on you. They want to binge watch you. They want to binge listen. Give them the ability to take your voice along on that commute with them. So you can get in touch with us, Stephen at Knucklehead Podcasts, or if you've got a really cool story, stories at Knucklehead Podcasts. You can find us on LinkedIn and on Facebook at Knucklehead Promotions LLC. And get in touch with us. Don't be a beta about the process. Don't let the fact that you don't know prevent you from getting some wins. So don't be a beta, get some wins and contact us today. See you. When you say hard, let's talk about, I'm, I'm talking about, there's 24 hours in a day. 16 of those were probably reinforced with the, the path that was acceptable. And there's this little dark closet that every one of us kind of stay in. And that is, that is what's, what we truly believe that we're, we're meant to do. And yet, it's never validated. It's almost like, who gave you permission to do something other than what I told you you could do? And what I'm hearing in your story is, because you went without, you said, you know what? I, nobody gave me permission except for me. And now I'm going to take off the limits, so to speak. And you decided to move forward with it. It doesn't mean that you experienced success right away. I'm assuming, or am I off base there? Oh, you are, you are right on a hundred percent. And I want to say that like, even, you know, you describing it, it sounds so like, oh, I felt this inner strength. And I was like, screw all of y'all up. I, it was messy and nasty and crying, like snotty, like Brian, my husband, I'm like, am I an idiot? I'm sorry. I felt so much guilt. I felt so much guilt because we paid out of pocket for my school and we lived below our means to get me through graduate school. My family, it was a, it was a family thing. I mean, you have a family, you understand like everything affects your family too. So I'm not just some young 20 year old kid who has nothing to lose. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be mature now and stable and have all this stuff. And I felt, I don't even know how to explain it other than I felt just embarrassed so much to a point that it took me a good year to really even admit what I was doing. I was hoping people didn't know that, you know, we moved out of state. So people didn't really know what I did. I, I didn't want people to know that I gave all this stuff up and I'm out here putting out a podcast. You don't get paid to podcast. Let's be real until you get a really big audience and you're able to, I mean, it's a process. You don't just decide I'm going to start a business online and the money just start rolling in. I wish that was the case. It is a lot of figuring out who the hell you are, what your message is, what your skill set is, what your offering is, having the confidence to charge for things and learn how to do a run a business and think profit first. It's not just blogging and podcasting just brings in all the dollar bills. It doesn't work like that. And so going through like the logistical part of that, of trying to navigate and figure out, you know, what my service, what my offering was coupled with kind of the, dude, I just threw up, I I just gave up security to do this. 
very hard. And I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you because people need to hear this. I still question myself all the time. Now I've supplemented all that income plus some I'm doing, you know, great in my business and all of that, but there's always another level. There's always another insecurity. There's always more self-doubt. And yeah, I, w- I said no to that. And I became true to who I am in this process, but guess what, Stephen? there's more. You know, there's another level that I need to go to and I'm still fighting myself of insecurity and self-doubt and what will people think? And is this what a mature 33-year-old married mom does in the Southern states? I mean, like, is am I arrogant or thinking too much of myself? And there's so much that comes in. And if, for me to say that that was a one-time event, no, it's an everyday occurrence. And that's why being with the right people and meditating and all this woo-woo stuff that people talk about. It's not cute and frilly. It's like a lifeline that if I didn't have, I wouldn't be able to do this. Well, it's interesting. First of all, the depth that you just covered there in order to build the reputation as a Southern woman in a Southern state, a mother, there's expectations that, you know, I can't necessarily relate to. I'm a, I'm a dad, right? I'm a male. I'm a, you know, first of all, let's, let's just address the elephant in the room. Sure. In 2019, I, I truly believe that there's two genders that exists, right? So as a male, I don't think from a physiological standpoint, the same way that maybe my wife does. And so it forces me one to communicate, but communicate with an open mind with somebody who maybe doesn't think the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. And Heaven forbid, it's probably one of the more least convenient things to do here and that is to listen, to ask questions and, and, and to listen and, and to be okay with feeling a little uncomfortable with whatever the answer might be. But first of all, understanding that you have standards that you got to hold yourself to, which good on you and your husband for deciding to give your, your children a better future by not doing the convenient thing, but doing the thing that you can say with consistency right? Wow. and with conviction that you're doing what you believe that you're put on this earth to do. Yeah. Now, one of my favorite entrepreneurs on the planet, and this is, this is something that I want to touch on, he talks about how there was a study that was done. And you're, you're a psychology guy. I'm a knuckle-dragging Marine. I mean, I, I played football in college. I got hit in the head a lot. So I, if I'm not making it, <laughs> forgive me. It just is what it is. So he talked about a study that was done. I think it was 1,000 folks. I understand data sets and yeah, 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 yeah. But my whole point is, is they were measuring fulfillment and success and how that's measured on a, on a spectrum. And on one side of the spectrum, you have depression, damn near suicidal type thoughts and tendencies. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have euphoria, right? You have this kind of what social media pontificates in terms of, of the filters that folks live in. Yeah. And I say social media, not that that's bad. It's just, it's the context that people can understand. And so therefore in the middle of that, you're at equilibrium. You're not on either way. But the people who were the most successful, the people that were the most happy were just to the right towards euphoric, but they were closer to the middle. So they were just past equilibrium. And I think that there's some value in that resistance that you experienced Mm -hmm. that really, quite frankly, gives you the vantage point that, yeah, you do need to take it to another level. And sometimes whoever's listening to this, you may be just getting started like Heather was in her car. But this is the story that you need to listen to, to potentially give you the perspective. And maybe it's, maybe it is time for you to stop and reevaluate. Do you have your message down right? Do you have your offering down right? All of those things that are inconvenient and difficult to do that she's done. And that's what I appreciate about your story. I'll just put it to you that way. I love that. And I love that study. I've got to look that up 
later. That's really interesting. I, I do want to say to that playing aspect, my favorite quote in the world is action creates clarity. And so if there's something that's pulling at you, it, you're not going to get it right the first time. I'm still not in the place I know I want to be. I still feel like there's some things off or whatever. I mean, I know I've been doing this for three whole years, but I mean, like the only way to figure it out is to start playing and not take yourself so seriously. And that's why I love your work so much. You have to be willing to be a knucklehead and be willing to look stupid and willing to be afraid and insecure and walk through that. And most people aren't. And so it's not the smartest person in the room. It's the one who's willing to look dumb to get through it and find the answer. Gosh, if that's all that it took, then I, I'm well on my way, Miss Heather. <laughs> I'm, I'm about as knuckleheaded as it gets. So well, much whatever, I don't believe that. So I appreciate that. So let's put a bow on this. And let's put a bow on this by saying, how can people connect with you? There's a message that people who are out there that are listening, they have the ability to connect with you. There's a significant value to what you bring to the table in terms of being able to tell somebody's story and tell it in a way that blends them in a positive light or in a light that they can portray that only you can tell and you can help them with that. So I'm curious, how do people get in touch with you and, and what is it that you do that can help folks? Sure. So it's at Heather Parody everywhere because I'm super creative with names. I just made me. Find me anywhere. I'll love to connect with anyone. And then uh, my show is Unconventional Leaders. That's my passion project. So if you like stories of people who have built things from the ground up and gone the unconventional path, those are my people. Uh, I'd love for you to check that out as well. Well, there's there's plenty of those stories, not only that folks can listen to, but they can enjoy. I mean, yep. however you get your learning in, whether you want to be entertained or if you want to be slapped upside the head, I'm sure Heather's got your flavor. So uh, we appreciate that. Um, so the best way to get in touch with you, I'm assuming, is all those social media channels that are at that very original title of, say it again. It's Heather Parody. Um, I'm on everything except for like Snapchat because I just think I'm too old for that. I know Gary would disagree with me, but I just don't get it. So no, that's all right. That's okay. I'm sure that there's uh, there's somebody out there who's listening, who's on Snapchat, who is just dying to talk to Heather, but you got to be on a different channel. Send to talk me a to snap. I just won't see it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, I appreciate you. So Heather, anything else that you want to leave these folks with or is that a wrap? Yeah, I do. I need you to subscribe and rate Steven's podcast, give him five-star reviews and leave him a really nice written review about this show and what you gain from it. Yeah. And when you're done with that, folks follow her advice. I mean, she's a, she's a sweet Southern lady. Go over to the Unconventional Leaders Passion Project and find out how you can help support Heather. She told you exactly how to get in touch with her. So if you need some help, look at your keyboard and understand how those letters work. I mean, take it from one knucklehead. You can still find her on LinkedIn. So I'll just put it to you that way. Well, Heather, I appreciate you. Uh, for those of you who like listening to Knucklehead, you're welcome to take a listen to our show on Tuesdays. Or if you want to fall asleep, we've got some YouTube videos. You can go on over to YouTube and check out our videos there. They have been known to put people to sleep. So don't say we didn't warn you. Appreciate you guys. Have yourself a good rest of the day. Take care. <laughs>